Hello and welcome back to another episode of Raising His Kids. I'm Tony here with Lauren and we've got a really important topic to discuss. Today we're talking about keeping your identity and not losing yourself in the role as stepmom. Yes, and this is a topic I talk about a lot on my page because it's something I've been so guilty of myself and I've had to pull myself out of it. It's so easy to get lost in court dates, custody schedules, and trying to do all the family things while sharing the kids with another household. Right, and I've been guilty of it myself as well. It's one reason why I started my page to start sharing my story and you know, this podcast has been an outlet for me, which I forgot that this was the episode we were recording this week. And I was showing like a little sneak peek behind the scenes on our stories. And I asked a question like self-care. So I've added that in all those answers in later. But quickly, I wanted to remind all our listeners that we'd love you to leave us a review. They make our day and help us keep making this podcast. Definitely. So grab your coffee or your wine and let's get into it. So let's start with talking about the reasons why you would lose yourself. Number one would be your priority shift. You might now prioritize a night at home with the kids when before you were going out with your friends. This can feel like losing the fun part of yourself. And that happens for bio parents too. Yeah. That's what, when I was making these notes, I was like, this all applies to bio parents and step parents, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can test your patience. It's a known fact that kids test your patience. When you don't get to enjoy the baby face, sometimes it can be hard to get used to being around kids. Also, because you didn't get to know them. Mm-hmm. Like as a baby, there's just like, bam, there's these kids here and they're fully grown and they already have parents and it's just they're in your face. And it's a whole lot like you've got to go easy on yourself. Right. Right. Another one is you might be making imbalanced sacrifices, especially as a child-free stepmom or a stepmom with a different custody schedule with your own bio kids. Some sacrifices can be imbalanced. Another sacrifice is where you're trying to overcompensate with your stepkids and you lose that relationship with your bio kids. Oh yeah, I could see that. And I know I've been guilty of that, like putting, especially when we're going through court and everything, putting so much emphasis on making Big and Little J feel so welcomed in our house and letting them know that they were loved and we love them and we want them here. Not to mention I had a new baby and then Big K's like screaming for attention and it's just like, oh crap, I've dropped the ball. Like, And I had to be reminded that, you know, when I was a single mom, him and I did pizza date nights every Wednesday before he went to his dad's. That's when he was on a third. Thursday to Monday schedule with his dad when he was younger. And so on the Wednesday night, I'd order pizza. And because I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but I told you about like my flat that I had when I was a single mom. And it was like two bedrooms, a laundry, a bathroom, and like a kitchenette. There was no lounge room, no dining room. So the TV was in my bedroom. So we'd sit in my bed and eat pizza. Oh. And like, sweet. I just, I didn't realize how much those moments meant to him. Right. I could definitely see that, especially because when you're, like you said, you have a new baby, first of all, that takes up most of your attention. And then you're mm-hmm. trying to make these kids feel like they're not doing anything wrong because their parents are in court. Mm-hmm. If they even know, I guess. We didn't let uh, T know that we were doing court at all. Well, the kids were old enough that they were being interviewed by the mediator. Oh, okay. So like we got this like story to read to them about, you know, how sometimes parents don't agree on what's in the kid's best interest and sometimes they have to go to court and a judge has to make a decision and it was like a child-friendly version. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad that that exists. Yeah. Moving on. Another reason would be your partner's ex is involved in most parts of your life. Even if they're not directly involved, they're still being consulted for holidays and other plans, which that is something I really, really struggled with in the beginning. Yeah. Not to mention there's a walking reminder of them in your home. Yeah, exactly. That's tough. That should be our 
I got a lot of heat for that in one of my reels. I think it was when I reposted it to TikTok and I got a lot of heat about it going, oh, if anyone said that my daughter was a walking reminder of me, I'd want to punch him in the face. I'm like, why? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it was just a bit of baby mama. But the thing is, is like even my own son to me is a walking reminder of what I went through with his father. Yeah, that makes sense to me. They're, they're literally walking reminders of our past. Like yeah. anyone you haven't had a child with, you don't think of the past relationship that they may or may not have had, right? But when there's a child, it's like it's front and center. Yeah. And that's something that is a little off topic, but we could do a whole episode about this too. Like Mm -hmm. the imbalance of like being like child free when you come into a relationship, it feels so imbalanced and you're making all these sacrifices because you don't have this heavy past that your partner is bringing into the relationship. And it's hard. Well, next week we're recording with Jill Barlow, so you can talk to her all about that because she is a (laughs) child-free stepmom and that is one thing that is in her book a lot, so. That's right. I forgot Mm -hmm. that was next week already. Oh my God. I know. Crazy, right? Yeah. The other one is you're planning your life around the ex's schedule. If you're a child-free stepmom, planning your life around kids can be really hard. I think planning your life around kids is hard regardless, honestly. Like, we have to plan our life right now around Miss A's naps, and that's really tough for me already. Unsolicited parenting advice, don't do it. Don't don't do it. Just force her to nap where you are, because otherwise you're making a rub for your own back, but that's your own choice. The difference between Big K and Miss K, right? So we were always at home in those first that first year. Mm-hmm. She is such a demon spawn when it comes like she just refuses to nap if she's not at home. Oh really? She'll nap K- if we're out, but it's harder. Big K will sleep anywhere. Really? Oh my God. Oh my God. And I just when he was little and I think it was because I was always trying to avoid being at home mm-hmm. because yeah, of the situation. But he can literally sleep sleep anywhere. So that's just crazy. that's my unsolicited parenting advice <laughs> is don't plan around a child's nap time. Force the child to nap where they need to. I get that it's difficult. I do. But that's my unsolicited parenting advice. But even as a bio parent, like planning your life around your bio kids is different. When you're planning your life around stepkids, there can be that extra resentment. Yeah, for sure. That's very true. Whether you you have bio kids or not, it's- That's, yeah. That was tough for me. Yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say, especially if bio mom or Karen has planned an extracurricular activity without consulting you, and now all of a sudden you are forced- to facilitate on your time. Yes, that is so frustrating, especially when they live so far away. And that's where their activities are. Like now we now have to take two hours out of our day just to get him to and from this activity. And we don't get yeah, that much time with him. That That's mental. Like, And some people could say, my husband and I did it when we signed Big J up for football, but Karen wasn't willing to sign him up for football. But you guys also so, do all the running, even if it's we not do your day. All, correct. If she doesn't want to do it, we do it, especially with training and games has been games where she didn't want to take him. So we took him. We also made sure. So where we're located is like halfway between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. So he could have played in the Brisbane competition, which would have been much more convenient for us. But to make it more convenient for her, we put him in the Gold Coast competition. Oh, okay. But she doesn't take so, him. Not to train. Training, sometimes to games. Oh, 
At least you take him there, though, even if it's not your day, because I feel like that's the, the inconsiderate part is that when you're expected to take them on your time. Right. You should at least be consulted. Like I've tried to sign BK up to things that he's interested in. and His dad is not interested. And I'm like, well, sorry, mate, you can't do it because your dad doesn't want to facilitate it on his time. It's right. unfortunate, but I'm honest with him. Like he really wants to do it. I'm like, if you really want to do it, you need to talk to your dad about it. I'm happy to facilitate. But if your dad isn't, we can't do it. It'd probably come better or be better coming from him anyway. It might be more of a chance of cooperation. So far no such luck but hey he agreed oh. to let him play an instrument so that's the main thing right that's something yeah something small steps yeah <laughs> exactly um so do you want to get into some listener questions let's do it okay so the first one we got is i feel like no matter how hard you try every stepmother hits the wall at some point yeah um i feel like that's probably true for every like every mom every mom every stepmom motherhood yeah. is hard it is yeah and stepmotherhood has like complications and challenges that motherhood doesn't have so everyone i've talked to that is both has said stepmotherhood is harder so yeah I mean, stepmotherhood is harder at least you have more control when it's your own children right. but there's a close similarity between being a bio mom co-parenting and being a stepmom oh yeah i could see that because i don't have full control over big k right like my motherhood with Miss K is like super smooth, but then it's the co-parenting mother and the co-parenting stepmother that has me stressed out of my mind. Yeah, I can see that. But I feel like that's probably only true for cooperative co-parenting mothers. Because if you're, you know, high conflict and maintaining all the control, um, mm -hmm. you probably don't really face those challenges. No, but also the wanting to keep control is uh, insecurity on their behalf. Yeah, for sure. So the next one is, how do you let go of other people's expectations of your stepmom role, family, friends, bio mom, et cetera? We've said it so many times on this podcast, just drop expectations altogether. So mm -hmm. drop and your set boundaries. Yeah. Like drop your expectations of what you are allowing from them. Mm -hmm. Like you don't, you don't care about their opinion, right? I wouldn't. So no. And you, you don't owe them anything. The only person who needs to know what your role is, is you, your spouse and the kids. Exactly. And it's kind of inappropriate for anybody else to be asking like personal questions about that anyway. Absolutely. And, you know, as a bio mom, I know that I asked like, what is stepmom's role? Like it baffled me that she wasn't, you know, doing things like school pick up and drop off and stuff that like blew my mind. But at the end of the day, that's not my problem to sort out. Right. That's true. Yeah. And you can speak on that from like a personal level that even your son's stepmom's role is none of your business. It's it's none of my business as long as she's good to my kid. Right, exactly. So, you know, but there was a time of me being a young, immature stepmom that wanted to know her role. Sure. And it was more from a point because I was surprised that she didn't want to be more involved. Yeah, I can and see that. I, I, still don't, I still don't know what her role is, but I just don't care as long as she's good to my son and he is happy and healthy. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, for this person, it's probably hard to get to that point, but I would just... I mean, drop it. Just drop it. Set your boundaries. Set your yeah. expectations for yourself and fuck everyone else. Yeah. Uh, this is hard for me to give advice on because I never cared um, what other people thought of my role except my husband. So, Well, that's it. As me as a stepmom, I never cared 
about what anyone thought of my role other than my husband and the kids. Yeah. Like I never wanted to overstep with them. I always stick within their boundaries. I don't show up to school things unless they want me to show up to school things, you know, things like that. But, you know, as a bio mom, I can understand wanting to know what the stepmom's role is, but I was never one to tell her what her role was. Right. But I was, I was more confused as to why she wasn't doing the things that you would normally expect a stepmom to do, or at least I did based on what I was doing. I also feel like it's different going into a child-free because you have to, like, and you know too because you've been a child-free stepmom, but, like, you have to, like, it's harder to find your footing because none mm. of the kids are yours. And, like, feel, like going to pick them up from school feels like overstepping, even though it's not. Like, it's such a simple thing. In the mm-hmm. beginning, it feels like overstepping, I think. Did for me. Well, see, it's hard for me because as a child-free stepmom, bio-mom wasn't in the picture. We had true. full custody. So she was That's in the true. picture for, like, six six months and then we went to court because child services and stuff got involved and I I was his mum for the first four years of his life pretty much. Right. Oh yeah. So I mean that's like that's another complicated thing. <laughs> but I can even talk on that to the fact that, you know, my ex-boyfriend's mum didn't see me as a mother, but my ex-boyfriend's father saw me as MJ's mother. My oh, ex-boyfriend really? saw me as MJ's mother. That's surprising. I would think that his mom would be like the first one to see you that way. No, when we first got his diagnosis, she turned around to me and said, At least you can leave you're not stuck oh my god that's so cold yeah I remember her saying that to me and it just it blew my mind and I never even thought of leaving like and I know there's a question about for our anniversary episode that's coming up that someone wanted to know what it was like so for me to like cut off communication and leave my stepson so I'll be answering that question in that episode that's a good one the next one is I feel like the role is ever-changing and I can't keep up I don't like this role me either (laughs) I would be like shocked if anyone said like I love being a stepmom like it would be my first choice of like anything in the world (laughs) yeah for me no thanks like I love the kids but do I love my role right exactly yeah it's tough All right, so our next one is whenever I bake, cook, buy, or basically do anything, my stepkids 12 and 10 always have a comment of how their mum does it or what she has that is similar. I usually answer with a polite, oh, that's so cool, or something like that. But bio mum is very high conflict and doesn't know her boundaries, so I honestly cringe at the sound of her name. I know they are likely just trying to make connections between houses, but it's hard not to feel like they're comparing her and I. Any suggestions on how I can cope with this better and not let comments like that feed the second wife syndrome? Well, from my personal perspective, I used to say, cool story bro needs more dragons. (laughs) But this stepmom is right. She is right in what she said that the kids are trying to make connections between the houses. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's always hard to hear. It really is. It is. It's, I'm six years in and every time that I hear one of the kids say that their mum makes something better, I'm just like, it's a knife to my heart because I don't want to hear yeah. that. I know. My, I don't know what it is. My stepson does that with everything and it's usually like not even true. Like we were talking about moving and he's like, oh, well, will you rent a truck? And we were like, yeah, we'll rent a truck and pack like both of our cars and head over there. And he was like, oh, when me and my mom moved, 
we just put everything in a truck and we didn't need to put anything in the car. And I was like, first of all, you were three when she moved. So I don't really know how much you remember that. And mm. second of all, I don't think that's true at all. And even if it is, we're packing for four people. You guys packed for two. And But like, it's with everything. It's always like, oh, my mom does this better. And it's so hard to hear, even though I know sometimes it's not true. Yeah, it's like, so we're having the lunchbox deliver, right? So little Jay is complaining he's not getting enough food from his mom. But upon talking to his psych, it's the fact that he really struggles with the concept of having to unwrap each food item individually because she like packs it in like cling wrap and puts it in his lunch bag. Oh. Whereas I have like a bento box for him. Yeah. So he just opens the lid. All his food is there. He doesn't have to open packets. And it's like the sensory aspect of opening packets and having to handle rubbish and everything. And it's funny because he goes, I really like my bento box. And then he will go, oh, but I like how mum packs my lunch too. Oh. And this probably like isn't he- making much. Hopefully the listeners can hear the change in my voice because my facial expression gives it more. True. <laughs> but he like he still feels like he can't like my stuff without liking her stuff. Yeah, I feel like there's probably like a guilt there for some kids. Mm. That's really hard. It is. So this would be feeding her second wife syndrome. Like it would make it hard. It's hard to hear, but you need to you need to like shift the narrative. So if they say something about what she does better, go, well, what can I do better? What what how can I make this better? Put it back on them because they'll either give you an honest response of going, Oh, my mum adds this to this or whatever, or they'll just go, No, I actually really like it. Right. You put it back on yeah, them. Exactly. So, or just say, cool story, bro, needs more dragons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last one we got is, I feel like I've already last, lost myself. How do I get back? Um, prioritize yourself. Like, mm-hmm. with not like you don't have to like nacho the kids if that's not what you want. Mm-mm. But start like doing things for yourself. If you want to like, I don't know, go to like a concert or something and your partner can't go, go with your friends. Like don't, yeah. don't just completely not do anything if your partner can't go with you I was guilty of that because I felt like when we had my stepson I should be at home no matter what oh hell no I don't even want to be home when I have my kids (laughs) (laughs) I know I I recently did a paint and sit with my friend Tamara and it was on our kid weekend and it was on her kid weekend so they she had all four kids home we had all four kids home and we went out and we got drunk and we painted some witches and (laughs) we made our husband's drivers like my husband took us and her husband picked us up that is so cute I've seen the memes where it's like oh my husband can take us to get mimosas if your husband can pick us up that's so funny that you actually did that (laughs) yeah absolutely we do it all the time that's so cute I love (laughs) so yeah but it's prioritizing yourself for me it was finding myself again through doing yoga and allowing that time to do yoga and I was just doing it at home yeah that um that like movement of your body even if it's not exactly yoga if it's like walking or whatever that definitely Mm -hmm. helps you prioritize yourself exactly like pop this podcast on go for a walk you can have a lovely chat with us yeah exactly how many how many times would I be walking and Marco Poloing you and Madison. I know, me too. Like especially at first, like we were before I got pregnant, we were doing that all the time, or at least I was. <laughs> yeah, like we'd be like walking and or she'd be walking her dog. <laughs> like yeah. most of our polos were when we were walking. Like exactly. It's great. So it's definitely prioritizing you, whatever that looks like. If it's having a bath, doing yoga, going out with friends, whatever you need, that's what you need to get yourself back. And you don't need to like cut off the kids. It's right. just don't feel obligated. Like they're his kids. 
And whether you've got like a yours, mine or yours, mine, ours, or just his blend, like I'm sure, like my husband doesn't care if I live big, leave big K here with him. Right. Yeah. Like he likes to go play golf. He doesn't, I don't get the shits if it's on a weekend where we have all the kids. Exactly. Exactly. And that's like such a double standard that we put on ourselves. That one we put we on ourselves where it's like, oh, like I was guilty of it because I was like, yeah, I'll watch him. If you have to work that weekend, like don't skip the whole weekend. I'll just watch him mm-hmm. or like whatever. But if I like go out, I feel guilty. Not anymore. In the beginning, I felt guilty about it because I was like, oh, we but then we only had him for two days every other week. So um, it was like, oh, well, he's only here for two days. I might as well just stay home the entire time. But that just built resentment because I was like, if I wanted to go do something, I would check the calendar. And it's like, oh, we have him, so I can't go. But that's not the case. Like, you can still go. It's not the case. And like, my husband and I do it. We check in with each other going, oh, is it okay if I do this on this right. day? We have the kids. You don't necessarily have to do that. You have no obligation to do that. But if that's what works for you, then do it. Like some people might think that it's me asking my husband for permission. Maybe it's my trauma from being in an abusive relationship, but it's also what works for us. I find it, it's the courteous thing to do. Go, hey, exactly. my my friends and I are planning on doing this. It falls on this weekend. We have the kids, especially because I got four kids. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in your situation where it's your bio kids too, making sure Mm -hmm. that like he doesn't have anything like for work related or whatever that he's already doing or like anything like that. I think that's the courteous thing to do myself too. The only time your partner's going to say, no, don't do it is if they're an asshole. Exactly. (laughs) And you might as well find out. Or they actually have something on like, oh no, sorry, I'm working that weekend or anything like that. But if they don't have anything on and they say no, they're just an asshole. Yeah, exactly. So, and as I was saying earlier, I completely blanked that this was the episode that we were recording tonight or today. And I shared in our stories when I was doing the sneak peek to our Thanksgiving episode, I posted about how this podcast has been a great hobby for me and it's my creative outlet and I really enjoy doing it. Not only does it just give me peace because I'm helping other stepmoms, but it, it's my creative outlet. And okay, yes, it revolves around being a stepmom, but it's different. It's not my specific role as being a stepmom. And so I did post in our stories. I asked the question, what do you do for yourself outside of your role within your home? So I thought the responses were worth sharing in this episode. Yeah, that's a great idea. I really like that. So the first one is almost a wake up call for me. Definitely something I need to work on. Yeah. So I think she just realized that she doesn't have anything for her. Uh, I've been there. Mm -hmm. I have so been there. Like, especially when I was like dating and I was like really, really into like my career, uh, people would be like, oh, what's your hobby? Like, I don't have a hobby. I just go to work and then I come home and I keep working. So I had no hobbies. And then like moving into stepmotherhood, I was like, well, now I come home and do kid stuff. So um, I still don't have any hobbies. That's like, well, I class this as my hobby. Like, I just, I love it. And not, yeah. I get to talk to my best friend every week. Like, right. I, I know that I have like an hour to talk to you every week. Like, it's great. <laughs> yeah. And people go, oh, so what's new? And I'm like, oh, you know, kids. I'm Now I get to say, oh, you know, I'm working and work's going good. And I go, right. and the podcast is going really great. And they're like, what? You have a podcast? I said, yeah, I've got a podcast. Like, and they're like, oh my God. And I love telling That's, people that too. Me too. My sister-in-law didn't realize that we had a podcast. She's been following my page, but she didn't realize. She's like, I feel like I should know this. And I'm like, you're following my page, but you're not following the podcast page. And she's like, yeah. oh my God, I need to get on that. She's like, how did I not know about this? I was talking, I feel like we need to like figure out how to make it clearer that it's us. Because when I was talking to the bonus moms on their podcast, they were like, we listen to Raising His Kids all the time. I did not put it together that that was you. 
Oh, so really? like, like I don't know how we can do it, but like, but I feel like when we share it, it's it just looks like we're sharing this other podcast thing. Right. We need to get on the stories more often. I know. And talk. <laughs> we, do. we do. We need to get on the stories more often. <laughs> it's just life is hard and it's busy, but we'll do that. We'll start having more conversations with everyone, and we can like tag ourselves in it, and maybe yeah. showing our faces will will make it a bit better. The next response we got, I thought, was really cute. No, coaching little girls in cheer. Oh my god, that's probably so fun. So fun. Like I remember I took Miss K to like a dance trial and she just looked so adorable and all the little girls in their little outfits just looked so adorable. And it's so, so cute. Little little girls in like dance recitals are just the cutest. Mm-hmm. But we decided we're going to wait another year before we actually put her in to dance because yeah. we just feel like she's a bit young and there's already been this massive change where she's all of a sudden going to daycare four days a yeah. week. Right. Yeah. Ease her into it. Mm-hmm. This next one is my career as a doctor and also a frequent gym rat. That's awesome. Good for you. I love that. I yeah. love it. So she originally just posted my career as a doctor. I said, I love that for you, but do you have anything outside of being a doctor? Right. And I, I had to ask that because I've spoken about it before. My brother's a doctor and he like, he needs an outlet because being a doctor is a very, it's a very stressful job. Yeah. Yeah. You take on so. a lot of like other people's like emotions and stuff, I'm sure. Absolutely. That's why my brother went into emergency medicine. His whole theory was then I don't have to get to know the patients if they die. Oh, I mean, I could definitely see that, but that's so crazy to even like think about that. Yeah, I'll t- I can tell you some stories that like happened to him and it just like when he was an intern and it was just like devastating as an intern, so that's why he decided to go into emergency medicine so he just he's less emotionally involved. I could definitely see that. I worked at a doctor's office when I was like 17 and I got like emotionally invested with all of the people there because I saw them like once a week, at least the older people. Mm-hmm. And um, when they died, like they didn't even die in front of me. And it was well, like when we got like the notice that they died, like it was so sad for me. Oh my God. So I, when I was working for the tobacconist, I don't even know if I told people that I worked for a tobacconist in my previous role, but when I was working there and I was working in the stores, we had regular customers, right? And a lot yeah. of it was old people. And I'd get to know them and because they were old people and they'd love to have a chat. And then all of a sudden they'd stop coming in. And like sometimes I actually had family members come in and go, look, I thought I'd come tell you that so-and-so passed. And I'd be like, oh, who's that? And then they'd tell me, it's so bad. They'd tell me what smokes they smoked and then I'd... I'd know. And they'd be like, you know, like I had this lady, she used to smoke Horizon White 50s. And it was a pack of 50 cigarettes. Horizon Whites probably means nothing to you Americans, but it's a brand here in Australia. And she'd come in, she'd buy a carton every week, every Thursday. And her daughter came in and said, mum used to talk about you all the time. Oh. Like, and I was like, really? And she's like, yep. She she loved talking to her smoke lady. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) It's also like for older people, sometimes that's like the, some of the very little interaction they get with other people outside their family. I know that was the case. (laughs) Like when I worked a couple of customer service jobs, it would just get so chatty because they didn't really talk to anybody else besides family. Absolutely. Or sometimes they don't have anyone to talk to. Like my grandma, I feel really bad. You're making me realize I need to call my grandma because she lives alone. Oh, my grandfather's yeah. passed away. She lives alone in like this massive four bedroom house. And I'm like, should I should probably call my grandma because she probably has no one to talk to. <laughs> yeah, I used to call my grandma twice a week because she lived alone too. So I always called her every yeah. Tuesday and Saturday. I just well, she's she's kind of deaf, so it's kind of hard to talk to her on the phone because oh, I have to yell. Nice. But 
I tend to text her a bit more, but I should probably call her. She does text. That's awesome. But anyway, I got sidetracked there. The next one is school pursuing a role in the world that will help others, which I just thought was awesome. And I guess, can, can I just say, I finally put myself out there and I posted that I am doing discounted pay what you can coaching. So if anyone is interested, I don't care if you've got a dollar, you got five cents. I'm just excited to get the ball rolling. I've been sitting on it procrastinating. Yeah. Pay what you can is a good way to like start that though. Absolutely. Like, and I just thought, I saw that you posted pay what you can. And I was like, come on, like I I recorded that reel the other day and I was like, come on, I just got to do it. And I was just so nervous. So, and that's why I want to do it. It's why I do this podcast, you know, and it may not be as in depth as this other step bump, but I just love to help people. Yeah. I mean, that's anything that helps the world is, is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is nothing at the moment in the midst of reinventing myself. Good for you. You go, girl. I hope, I hope that goes really well. Me too. Uh, the last one was playing music in community settings, hanging out and supporting my friends. I can feel oh, that vibe. That sounds fun too. It does. And mm-hmm. there you have it. That's another insightful episode of Raising His Kids. We hope you enjoyed this crucial topic of maintaining your identity after becoming a stepmother. Remember, finding balance in the midst of shared responsibilities can be challenging, but it's essential for your well-being. We appreciate your continued support. And if you found value in today's discussion, please take a moment to leave us a review. Your feedback not only brightens our day, but it also helps us in bringing you more content that matters. Before we wrap up, let's reflect on listener questions we received. It seems many of you resonate with the challenges we discussed. Remember, you're not alone. There are various ways to nurture yourself outside the home, whether it's pursuing a career, engaging in hobbies, or simply taking time for self-care and finding those moments is crucial. As we close this episode, we encourage you to share your thoughts with us on social media, connect with us on Instagram, join our Facebook group. You can also subscribe to our new Patreon and let us know how you maintain your identity as a stepmom. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Grab your coffee or your wine, take a deep breath, and remember you're doing an amazing job navigating the complexities of step family life. Until next time, this is Tony and Lauren signing off. Stay strong, stepmoms. Bye. Bye.